Okay, okay, we're going to get to the podcast in just one minute. But imagine I gave you the opportunity to invest in Microsoft, in Apple, in Tesla at its infancy. And now you made all this profit and it would be unbelievable. You'd be so thankful and so grateful. I believe that that day is today for Torch. Because for the next 36 hours, every donation you contribute at givetorch.net is doubled by our generous matchers, and you can come in at the ground floor. Yes, last year, over 1 million people enjoyed our podcasts. You as well, I hope. And I believe we can get to 10 million this year, but we need your help. It's only one day a year that we ask. We need your contribution. We need your partnership. We love your partnership and your friendship. Please contribute at givetorch.net, givetorch.net. Every dollar is matched. I apologize for taking your time. Thank you so much in advance for your support. Enjoy this episode. You're listening to Rabbi Arya Wolby, Director of Torch, Torah Outreach Resource Center of Houston. This is the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. The topic we're going to talk about tonight is we know that we have many different customs, many different minhagim that we observe on Rosh Hashanah. And I want to elaborate on some of them, get into the depths of what's really going on behind them. So the first we know is Tashlech. Tashlech is where we have a custom. We go to a body of moving water where there are fish. It's ideal for there to be fish. And we say a certain blessing, a certain prayer. And then we shake off our clothes as in to show that we are wiping ourselves off from our sins. So Allah talks about this. We mentioned this in our Everyday Judaism podcast this morning, talking about the halachas regarding tashlich, how to throw away our sins. But the Ramah, Reb Moshe Israelish from Halacha, says the following, V'zel he says, we go to the water, to the body of water, and we say, and we shall throw into the depths of the sea all of our sins. What is this custom that we observe, this odd custom that we observe on Rosh Hashanah? If someone wasn't able to do it on Rosh Hashanah, they can do it all the way till Shemini Atzeres, the end of Sukkot. But Madua Bishvil Lomar Pasuk Echad Tiknu Lotes Adamayan. He says, For this verse, Halacha says that we go there to say this verse. Why do we have to go to a body of water to say this verse? It's not such a big deal, you know what I mean? You can find other places to say this verse. It takes a lot of time for us to go out and to walk to the water. And here in Houston, it's also, it takes a lot of energy because it's about 100 degrees. Why specifically this mitzvah is commanded by our sages on this holy day of Rosh Hashanah? Why do we need to go all the way to the water to say this verse? As we mentioned in many of our previous podcasts, we talked a lot about how important this day is of Rosh Hashanah. It's a a day of judgment for our coming year. Every penny that you're going to earn next year is determined already on Rosh Hashanah. 
Additionally, on Rosh Hashanah, we're determined who's going to live, who's going to die during this coming year. I woke up this morning and someone I knew passed away. You know, he didn't pass away this year. He passed away last Rosh Hashanah already. It was decreed that he was going to pass away. It wasn't just a sudden thing. To us, it's a sudden thing. But in, in the heavens, it was already decreed that he won't make it to the next Rosh Hashanah. So all of this is going on. And such an awesome day of Rosh Hashanah, a day of judgment, a day of making God king over us. That's the day we go out as a field trip with our family. We walk to the nearest bayou or we walk to the nearest body of water and we throw away our sins. Shekol rega yakar pi kama. On these two days of Rosh Hashanah, the day is so much more powerful because it's such a small period of time. In fact, our sages tell us that every single action that we do on Rosh Hashanah is magnified throughout the year. So if it's a good action, an action of sweetness, an action of kindness, an action of happiness, that is expanded over the entire year. If it's an action of anger, then heaven forbid our entire year can be influenced by that anger. It's a tragic thing. So it's a very serious time. And specifically our sages brought this custom to go throw our sins into the river on Rosh Hashanah. Of course, we have to maximize our time, even when we're walking, not to waste time, not to just talk idle chatter. Still, it's very difficult. Why do we have this custom on Rosh Hashanah? And another thing we need to understand is what is so precious in these verses? In synagogue. We should just be in synagogue. And we say, we should throw into the river all of our sins. What do we need to go to the water for? Just say it in synagogue. What's the, what's the deal here? He says, let's understand this with God's help. We will succeed. In these verses that we say, when we're throwing away, when we're casting away our sins, are the 13 attributes of mercy. When we say the 13 attributes of mercy, do you know what we reveal? We reveal our desire to be close to Hashem. We reveal to the world, we're declaring, we want to get closer to Hashem. Ad kedei mesiris nefesh, to the point where if someone put a gun to our head and said, bow down to an idol or I, or I kill you, what do we need to do? Get ready to be killed. Vilamala mikol sechel. Beyond any, any intellect, beyond any logic, we're ready to dedicate ourselves to Hashem. Vilachain. Acharei kol atfilos v'atkios. After all of the prayers and all of the blowing of the shofar, and all of the elevated state that we have attained, we do something which is so simple. And we go out to the waters. Lomar Shampasuk, we say a little simple verse. Throw into the depths of the, of the ocean, of the sea, all the sins. What is Mitsulos Yam? The depths of the waters. 
we actually don't just say it should be thrown into the water. We go and demonstrate it. What did we do the whole day? We're talking about, yeah, Hashem Ulokim, God is our king. And we say, you should be our king. The entire prayer, everything is, every person should know that Hashem is our king, that Hashem is our creator of heaven and earth, the creator of mankind. God is king of the universe, everything. But what did we do about it? How did we demonstrate it? How did we show that this is really what's going on? That we demonstrate by going out and doing tashlach. By going out and demonstrating that we don't just talk the talk, we walk the walk. Therefore, after all of the prayers and all of the blowing of the shofar, and all of the elevated state that we have attained, we go out to the water. We physically go out and walk the walk. What we're also doing when we're throwing away, we're shaking off our sins, we're really throwing out our mind. Our mind. Why are we throwing out our mind? What we do is, like a little child, the child doesn't say, well, explain it to me. We do, they, they just do it. Because they know, it's my father, my mother telling me what to do. And therefore, then we become arrogant, we become older, and we start questioning everything. And everything needs to make sense to me. And it has to fit into my worldview. And that's not the way God is. God doesn't have to fit into your worldview. We have to fit into God's worldview. Therefore, what we're doing essentially when we are throwing away our sins into the water, what we're doing is we're symbolically throwing away our intellect. Not that we shouldn't understand Hashem. We should definitely understand. In fact, there's a commandment in the Torah that says, you should know Hashem. It doesn't say you should have emuna. Emuna means faith. Yeah, I trust that there's Hashem. I believe that there's Hashem. That's not knowledge of there being Hashem. We have to have absolute knowledge that there's Hashem. So we do have to have intellect. But the idea of that we're not going to have to filter everything into our intellect, it has to make sense to me. So what do we do? We go like a little child who follows what their parents say. That's the way we are. We follow what the Almighty says. And this new beginning, it's a very high level. The truth is that for the mercy of Hashem, there's no limit. And as much of that mercy that we have been privileged to attain and to be recipients of, it's, it's a fraction, if any, of God's great mercy that He has. Even though we've benefited and merited to a little bit of that mercy from Hashem, we yell towards Hashem and we plea, and we dedicate our soul to Hashem. We're ready to let go of everything. We don't know nothing. I don't know anything. And therefore, we start all over again from the beginning. 
So what we're saying here, if we just stop for a moment, never, never knew this, but if you stop for a moment and you just think, what is this ritual of throwing away our sins in the water? What we're doing is we're demonstrating that not everything needs to make sense to me anymore. I'm so committed that whatever Hashem says goes, and it doesn't have to make sense to me. It doesn't have to make sense. And by this new beginning that is done by Tashlich, by this ritual of throwing away our sins, Hashem is Baruch Merachim Aleinu, Hashem has mercy on us, Omanig Osanu Beyud Gimel Midos Orachim, and God bestows upon us the 13 attributes of mercy, Lamala Mikol Kloli Amishbat, above all of the rules of judgment. Now, what is the difference between judgment and kindness? Well, you see like this. What is kindness? Kindness is not truth. Kindness is not truth. Because what is kindness? Kindness is that I'm going to give you even though you don't deserve it. What is truth? Truth is you deserve it, you get it. You don't deserve it, you don't get it. That's judgment. Kindness is beyond that. You don't deserve it, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. I'm going to extend myself beyond what you deserve. What we're trying to attain in this action is trying to get into the realm of kindness, the realm of mercy, where we know we don't deserve it. Who can say that they've fulfilled their task in this world perfectly? And therefore, they deserve to ask God for anything they want. It's nonsense. Nobody's done that. Yet, what do we do? We come on Rosh Hashanah. We ask Hashem for all of the great things. Eh, Hashem, give me life. Hashem, give me this. Hashem, give me that. Hashem, I want this. Hashem, I want that. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. So two people are fighting over $10. Okay? Wendy comes and she says, Rabbi, you owe me $10. I say, Wendy... I never borrowed $10 from you. She says, you borrowed $10 from me last week. You don't remember, maybe, but you borrowed $10. I said, no, never borrowed money from you. So we come to you, and we're both, she says, you owe me $10. I say, no, I don't, right? So now we come to you for advice. What do you recommend? How do we make peace here? Okay, let's say it's 10000 okay? So what do most people say? Why don't you just compromise? Give five and you're done. That's what most people say. But that's for sure a lie. It's either zero or it's ten. It's not five. Understand? That sometimes you need to bend what is truth to find a resolution. Okay? All right. What's the best way to bring down that mercy from the heavens? Anybody here have a challenge in their life? Anybody? Anybody have a challenge? We want mercy, right? So how do we get that mercy to come down to this world? To us, to me. How do I get that mercy to come down? Al Yidei Emuna Pshuta. Simple knowledge of Hashem. Simple knowledge of Hashem. Shi Yehudi Misoir Bepshitos Al Hashem Isbarach Vaz Hashem Isbarach Misoir Lorachem Alav. A person says, you know what, Hashem? I'm all yours. Hashem says, you're all mine. I'm all yours. Very simple. Like a father has mercy on his son. What does the child say? Child is not complicated. Child is saying, I want a drink. I want a drink. What does the father say? Okay, here's a drink. It's not so complicated. The same thing is with us in the Almighty. 
Hashem. What am I asking for? I'm just asking for a livelihood. I'm just asking for a spouse. I'm just asking for a child. I'm just asking for a neighbor, for, for health. I'm simple. God, I'm all yours. Keeping things simple. There's some who have the custom of going out of the city in order to do Tashlich. So he says over here, he brings, he starts bringing that there are some who have a custom to walk outside of the city so that the external forces don't have control. And we let go of all of those external uh, forces. And we say everything is only from the Almighty. There isn't a single thing that exists in this world without the force of the Almighty. There's nothing other than the Almighty. Like we said last week's Torah portion, all evil is falsehood. We don't have any individual powers, independent powers. Hashem does everything. You know, people think, oh, I have money. I have all of the levers of power in the world. That's not true. You know, there's a story told about Rothschild. He had a massive, massive safe. He was a the wealthiest human alive. And he said, one thing he knows for sure, he's not going to die from hunger. And what happened, he was once in the safe and the door locked behind him. Couldn't get out. And he wrote with his blood before he died in that safe. He wrote with blood on the wall. I am that same Rothschild who said I won't starve to death. We all need the mercy of Hashem. We all need the mercy of Hashem. What Tashlich does is we say, Hashem, we're throwing out our arrogance. We're throwing out our thought that we are in control of this world, that we know what we're doing. We've got it all under control. I recently, I just this morning, I think it was maybe, I said the story of what happened when Bill Gates and the Microsoft, Microsoft wanted to uh, have a certain Shomer Shabbos speaker come talk to them. So they uh, they offered him a speaking fee, a handsome speaking fee, and the individual looks at his calendar after they they basically arranged the 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 meeting. He says, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I can't speak. It's going to be Shabbos. I can't do it." So what do you mean you can't do it? So I, I can't do it. Well, we can't change the whole event. We can't change the date of the event. He says, well, "I'm sorry, I can't do it." So they said, "Okay, what always gets them to do what we want? Money." They said, we're sending you a blank check and we'll see you. He says, it's not going to help. I'm not showing up on Shabbos. It's Shabbos. I don't work on Shabbos. I can't work on Shabbos. And I'm not going to do it. Bill Gates at the time was in his jet with his entire upper echelon of his company. And he says, what's going on with this uh, speaker? Is everything organized? He said, no. He said, did you throw money at him? He says, yes. He said, not doing it. To which he said, it must be amazing to have something in this world that even money can't buy. The Shabbos that we have, the relationship that we have with God, no money in the world can buy that. 
And that's what we're looking to establish on Rosh Hashanah. It's not just that we pray. It's not just that we listen to the shofar being blown. We are looking to bring action into our lives. How do we do that? We walk to the water source. We shake off our, our clothes. We get rid of those sins and we get rid of our arrogance. We get rid of our intellect. We get rid of all the things that cheat us into believing that we have the power, that we have the force, the ability to accomplish anything without Hashem. We get rid of all of that. So that is a little perspective on Tashloch. You've been listening to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast, a Torch production. Become a supporter at torchweb.org because your assistance enables more Torah learning around the globe. To find more lessons offered by Torch, please visit torchpodcasts.com.